0: Holy,
1: Blue Hawaii podcast. This is a special episode. Super we special. are going to uh, do these a little bit more frequently. Yeah. I think
0: uh, it's a busy time coming up. Uh, the world is melting down. It's literally melting down. It's also the right in the middle of Hawaii's primary election season. Yep. So we have so we have so many interesting people to talk to. And we also have this platform that's starting to grow and
1: we've got stuff to say. And we figured, you know, we were as discouraged by the Supreme Court rulings this week and last as anybody on the planet. And after drowning in a pit of despair for several hours, maybe days... Uh, Rending of garments. We've just decided that, you know, like what we can do is we can talk about it. And we know that you want to talk about it. And so we're going to be here. We're going to do these, like I said, a little bit more frequently. Uh, They'll be shorter. No interviews probably. And we're going to just let them rip. So that said, Josh. What the hell is going on in the world right now?
0: Well, uh, I was looking forward to just like talking about the World Cup, uh, maybe uh, the ESPN, the body issue. Do
1: you remember last week when we were just singing One Day by Manish Yahoo, and that was the worst part of the day?
0: Sometimes I lay under the moon. Uh, Speaking of moon, uh, Zlatan Ibrahimović showing off his butt tattoos in the ESPN body issue. That's true. But enough about that. Um, Democracy hangs in the balance. Barely. However, there is... Some glimmer of hope, Uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, a 28-year-old Latina socialist, beat the incumbent establishment uh, rep, 10-term Joe Crowley, in their Queens-Bronx congressional district. Uh, Some people are calling this the start of the left's version of the Tea Party or the left's version of Eric Cantor, famously losing his primary. Um... The main difference, of course, is that the Tea Party uh, was not actually a grassroots movement, but was truly soaked in Koch brothers' money. And also that they were absolutely freaking insane. Right. So uh, to give an idea of how badly we need young, fresh vision and leadership, uh, not just in the House of Representatives Congress, but in all over the place. uh, The guy that Alexandria beat, excuse me, the guy that uh, Miss Cortez beat uh, is 56 The other three members of House leadership, Dem leadership, Nancy Pelosi, Steny Hoar, Jim Clyburn, are all over 77. Uh, Not to be ageist or anything. There's nothing endemically wrong with them being older. Like age breeds wisdom. But certainly nothing shows that they're going to change and why hitting this point in your career at 77, you know, when things are going good.
1: Well, it, it, I getting mean, reelected, it's getting reelected, et cetera. More than, more than that, it's that they don't have people who are directly a- affected by the same things we do. Yeah. Uh, Ocasio Cortez was working as a bartender yeah. prior to her Whereas election.
0: Pelosi lives in the wealthiest district in the whole country.
1: Well, and she also, I mean, she's been in office forever. So yeah. that means her whole family's wealthy. Her grandkids didn't have to worry about the recession. Certainly her kids didn't. It's like this is a big. We face real issues now that she just truly doesn't have a frame of reference to to comprehend. And that's true of a lot of people who are entrenched establishment politicians, which is the reason why we need more representation of young people, because they're making laws as older people that they will die and not have to live under that we will still have to live under. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Also, uh, Supreme Court rulings came down in just about every bad way possible. Uh, It's legal to discriminate against Muslims. It is... uh, legal to force uh, classes of people who have been wronged by an employer to arbitrate rather than have a jury trial. It's also legal to uh, deny information about abortions if you're a faith-based pregnancy services provider. Yeah, It is also now uh, illegal as a public sector union to compel dues paying by non-union members. So Uh. basically... Everything has yep. just happened badly in uh, the past
0: few weeks. One of my one of my favorite writers and, and Twitter people, uh, Kelsey Atherton, he wrote, "Welcome to the Roberts Court, where union dues violate the First Amendment, but religious tests for immigration and travel do not." It, you know, we talked about it a few weeks
1: ago about the idea of the machine and people being fuel for the machine, and I think the the ruling in Janus, which is the one governing public sector unions, uh. It's, it's not consequential
0: in terms of what it does immediately it's it's more symbolic so well the good news is we can stop pretending that the Supreme Court is anything more than an arm of the GOP
1: yeah I, at this point
0: especially yeah.
1: I mean we, with with Janice what what I feel like the way that I feel how things happened is you know, employers don't raise wages. The idea of market-based labor pricing is a farce. Mm. It only exists in limited circumstances and then it does work well. But the idea that the average worker has any sort of negotiating power to None. to raise their salary is farcical. It just doesn't exist. And so wages stayed low and people self-selected, as the market would say, self-selected out of the labor market and went on welfare benefits. And then the GOP said, no, you need to be fuel for the machine. You have to work to get your benefits. So now you're back in the machine. Other people said, you know what, I'm going to do is I'm going to take a little bit less money, but I'm going to go work for the government and I'm going to get a better quality of life. Yeah. And the GOP said, no, you have to be fuel for the machine. Yep. No longer can you have those unions. It's like, it feels to me, uh, they've been trying to terminate unions they've been trying to terminate collectivized bargaining they've been trying to terminate all this stuff for so many decades mm-hmm. so many decades and it's, that, a, it's a political agenda man well it is yeah. and and it's like to me it feels like it kind of feels like the movie terminator a little bit mm-hmm. where like the little robots are going around and like finding people and and like secret like hideouts and and safe zones and killing them it's like government jobs and public sector unions were the last like so-called safe zone for people who didn't want to just fuel for the machine. Yeah, and granted, they're That's fuel for a machine in a different way.
0: Right, but you know, the the government uh, doesn't work without good people working for it. That's uh, absolutely right. And as Republic- we find
1: out in every red state in the freaking country, and
0: Republicans would rather nobody work for the government at all because their goal is no government.
1: Yeah. Well, so if you're out there and you're discouraged by that ruling, as we certainly were, yeah. I kind of had this thought later in the day that the power of of unionized labor was never in our ability to collectively bargain it was in our ability to strike
0: solidarity come together solidarity and come together and
1: you don't need to pay dues for either of those things so if you're out there don't be too discouraged like we said it's symbolic more than it is at least right now uh concrete in its effect but like fight like hell i mean let's do everything we can to vote out every single person who's helped with this agenda along the way including the moderate democrats yep. who've sort of who sold are totally their souls. useless yeah they haven't done anything yeah there's no sense in being a centrist
0: when the other party has no centrists no democrats uh you know as we've seen from the lectures about civility this week um, republicans care about absolute power democrats still pretend they're in the model un or they're you know writing aaron sorkin west wing scripts it's so it's beyond bizarre what one last thought uh, as to uh, you know we we are technically lawyers uh, we know we, we are not supreme court experts but we know uh, we know our way around a little bit of this um when the supreme court uh trump you know credit to mitch mcconnell pure politics pure power politics one out the guys one of the best parliamentarians to ever play He's, the game trump is going to fill this fifth supreme court spot um the one thing to understand about conservative jurisprudence and i'm using that phrase very loosely um some, some people are, you know, a little more obvious about it. For example, Clarence Thomas's wife uh, is a lobbyist for Freedom Works, a Koch brothers institution. Sure. Um, but starting with Scalia, and Gorsuch is a continuation of this. He's just a poor man's Scalia. And John Roberts is the king of this. You know, he says, well, it's not racist. Like, you know, getting rid of the Voting Rights Act. It's not racist unless you explicitly say racist things. Um, and looking at the Muslim ban, which Donald Trump called a Muslim ban, his supporters called a Muslim ban. Uh, the Supreme Court said, nope, it's okay, because it does not discriminate. the text of the statute does not discriminate on its face, meaning it's facially neutral. If you read just the words of the law, nothing else, it doesn't say anything about Muslims, it's fine. So basically, the very serious men who make up the conservative voting bloc look at the text of a statute, pretend that there is not overwhelming evidence in real life, including several of the president's own statements, uh, that the purpose of the ban was to keep out Muslims. Um, and, and as long as... Lawyers at the Department of Justice clean up the president's words enough in their legal documents that they submit. It's Everything is fair game. as long Literally as, everything. Yeah, everything. As so, long
1: as you don't say
0: the N-word in yeah, the statute's yeah, language. Yeah, just like the voting rights. People, and even if you say yeah.
1: the N-word, it depends on if it was with a hard R or with yeah. an A, I think.
0: Yeah, 100%. So basically, uh, the Chief Justice Roberts Court being intellectually dishonest to own the libs. One last thought sure. on my end about the Supreme Court. Uh If you're the
1: Democrats, your messaging every single day has to be... These people hate you. McConnell made the rule that we do not seat a justice in an election year. The Democrats cannot prevent that because of voting. uh, Excuse me, because of the votes. They're going
0: to come back and say, that only applies to presidential elections. Which makes no sense because the president... As long as they've got there, what about Hook?
1: Well, the president isn't the one who ultimately confirms the justices. It's... The legislature they get to nominate, but they don't get to confirm. So, if you're the Democrats, every single day my vote, my messaging would be, We are not going to allow this. We're not, confirming this. Yeah, we're not if, confirming this asshole. And if they do confirm it in an election year using the McConnell rule, we will impeach them as soon as we obtain a majority because this is a defective based on the rule that McConnell set. And you go on every media outlet you can you go on Periscope, you get on Instagram Live, you go on CNN, you get in the New York Times, the Washington Post and you do an all-out media blitz, that this is our position. Because if you're going to play Scorched Earth, then the other team has to play Scorched Earth, too.
0: They should also run on uh, ending lifetime tenure for justices. They should run on expanding the Supreme Court. They should run on making D.C. and Puerto Rico states. Uh, you know what? Let's go big or go home. Because the you know instead of trying to win over these mythical, centrist... Uh, reasonable republicans there's that, no such that thing. no longer exists 54 percent that, that hillary clinton spent all 54% of her energy percent
1: on. of white women yeah. voted for a man that wants to grab them by the pussy
0: yeah so give like give it a rest you know no matter how much democrats whine and beg and plead and for civility republicans aren't going to like you trump is going to say you're obstructionist no matter what you do you're not getting invited to mar-a-lago so alexandria uh, ocasio cortez uh her she put out a platform And Sean Hannity, of course, put it, you know, put it on in the huge Fox News chyron header to scare all his viewers about this is what socialism looks like. Here it comes. He presented the following agenda as a negative. Housing as a human right. Federal jobs guarantee. Solidarity with Puerto Rico. Higher education for all. Clean campaign finance. Women's rights. Support seniors. Curb Wall Street gambling, restore Glass steagall criminal justice reform, end private prisons. What I love is that... Did anything in there sound bad? I love that he said, <laughs> support seniors. And Fox News is like, do not support seniors. Which like, is like, that's the only people listening yeah, to what you have to say. 100%. Um, anyway, that's it for me. Do you have anything else to add? Resist, guys. Okay. You
1: know, here, one more, one more parting thought. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about some things that the Supreme Court has decided in the past. Slavery is legal. Yep. That was Dred every Scott abolitionist
0: decision. every abolitionist case that went before the Supreme Court lost. The only every way that ended slavery was one. the Civil Plessy War.
1: Plessy versus excuse me, Plessy versus Ferguson. Segregation is legal.
0: Yep. Dred Scott.
1: Dred Scott. Well, we said Dred Scott, but Korematsu. Korematsu. Like, well, you should give some context for Korematsu. Core,
0: Japanese. Oh, the the uh, many uh, Asian American activists, Japanese American activists, noted that. You know, in in upholding the travel the Muslim travel ban, the Supreme Court got rid of Korematsu, which was the Supreme Court decision that said uh, FDR could turn the Japanese during World War II. Um, what a like, and they they described it as like a hollow, perverse sort of victory because more intellectual dishonesty. We're getting rid of, we're saying. Of course, you can never intern people because of their ethnicity, no matter what national security says. However, national security also says that this is all totally fine. And we're by the way, right we're now. interning young children right now. And in by, cages. The, yeah, by the way, we're built like the Department of Homeland Security has asked the Department of Defense to help build literal concentration camps before we go on a rabbit hole about whether or not that's the right term to use. It is absolutely the right term to use. And that is happening in America in the year of 2018 and it's right legal.
1: now. So don't don't let these decisions about what's legal yeah. uh, or what's civil, what's civil. Don't let them discourage you yeah. because it's never been up to the Supreme court to save ourselves. Yep. In and in a place that's, that's uh, selling itself on self-governance. Now's our time. Yep. So get out there, vote, organize. Let's kick some ass. And you don't have to
0: be civil to somebody who doesn't recognize your humanity. That's all I got. Blue Hawaii podcast. Blue Hawaii. Aloha.